Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. My favorite thing about Armoire is all the different style and occasion options from casual to athleisure to night out, work formal, work casual, a total of eight different occasions, three weather options, and 11 categories including accessories, outerwear, and blazers, just to name a few. With Armoire, you can always have something new to wear without the hassle and closet clutter. You know the feeling. You open your closet, it's full, but you have quite literally nothing to wear. You're bored with everything in there. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothes for every occasion. Whether you're planning your outfit for date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off the first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash parenting. That's armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash parenting to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hello everyone and welcome to The Village Voice, Parenting Beyond Discipline, the place to learn about all things parenting and get your questions answered. I'm your host, Erin Royer-Azraland. In today's episode, I will explain why it's best to avoid praise and what you will want to use instead. Then, as always, I will answer a couple of questions that came in from our parents this week. This episode is a continuation and a complement to the episode I did last week on supporting our kids' development of self-esteem. So if you haven't heard that one yet, then go back and take a listen to that one, either now or after you listen to this episode. I want to take a moment to go back and share one important point I shared last week in the episode on self-esteem. And that is when I discussed the shift that occurred in the 80s of trying to stuff kids with self-esteem to try to make them feel good about themselves, which Dr. Seligman talks about in his book, The Optimistic Child. As you may remember, if you listened to that episode already, I discussed the cultural shift. The idea was that if we tell kids they are good and smart, then they will feel good and smart. But in the goal to build higher self-esteem, modern society ended up working against itself by taking away a lot of these components that build true self-esteem. So the basic point I made was that self-esteem has to be built and a lot of it has to come from the individual. It has to be earned. We cannot fill our kids up with it. It can't just be given. So one of the ways society has gone about trying to stuff kids with self-esteem is through slathering them with praise telling kids how great they are all day long. Praise sounds nice, and it even sounds nice when you hear it. It's that great job. I'm so proud of you. You got an A. You are so smart. 
What a good girl. I like the way you did that. That is praise. There are so many problems with it. First, it focuses on the outcomes, the good girl, the A, and it is external, meaning it is your judgment that she is good, that it's a great job, that she is smart and worthy of the praise. When we do too much of this, it builds kids who are reliant on the approval of others. They become approval junkies, and they look for and expect that pat on the back, the sticker, the prize for every little thing they do. These are all external motivators. We want our kids to build self-motivation, internal motivation for a job well done. We do this through encouragement. Now, some psychologists will call this evaluative praise versus descriptive praise. So the evaluative praise is evaluating the child's performance versus the descriptive praise, which I'm calling encouragement, describes the child's performance. So regardless of what you call it, encouragement or descriptive praise, this is what we need to be doing instead. We describe the child's behavior and then label it like this. You shared a toy with your sister, describing the behavior. That was thoughtful. Thoughtful is the label. You cleaned up your room the first time I asked. That was helpful. You describe what you see and then label it. Kind, helpful, caring, thoughtful, ambitious, these types of things. When we do this, our kids start to take on those descriptors as their own, as part of themselves. And soon they start to see themselves as those things, as helpful, kind, ambitious, strong, loving, cooperative, and actually then start doing more things and behaviors that fulfill those characteristics. So when it comes to using encouragement over praise, here are the things to think about in the differences. Praise is showing approval, but for encouragement, think inspiration or stimulation. Praise is patronizing. I like the way you helped. Instead, think respectful and appreciative. Thank you for helping. Praise is judgmental right? Like I shared before, it's your judgment on the outcome. You're doing a great job. Instead, think descriptive. You are working quietly. Praise is vague. That is so pretty. Think explicit and again descriptive. You use lots of yellow. In our house for a while, my daughter would look for praise on her artwork. I don't know where it came from since I never used praise with her, but she always wanted to know if I liked her pictures. So I would say, you used so many colors. I see yellow, green, red, and pink. That was very creative. Then she would ask again. She didn't like that answer, I guess. Do you like it? So I would ask, do you like it? She would give an emphatic yes. Okay, then that's what matters. Occasionally, I do tell her that I in fact like her artwork but I keep it sparse because it's not about what I think about it. It's about how she feels about it. And it's about her process and the work that she puts into it. Hey, Parenting Beyond Discipline listeners. 
Ready to create a home that fosters love, warmth, and style? Look no further than Home Threads, your partner in crafting a nurturing environment. At HomeThreads.com, explore a thoughtfully curated collection of furniture designed for families who believe in positive parenting. From cozy reading nooks to durable playroom essentials, our pieces are crafted to enhance your parenting journey. Home Threads has an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and accessories like throw pillows, blankets to snuggle under for family movie nights or reading time that helps you create the warm, cozy home that is the foundation for happy family memories. I love all the great pieces I've gotten from Home Threads to finish the look in my home. Gorgeous yet durable and cozy accent throw pillows, blankets, and some really cute wall decor. I have an ocean theme throughout my downstairs, so I got a couple of really great wall pieces to finish that look. And some picture frames for the family photos. Visit homethreads.com parenting today and get a code for 15% off your order. That's homethreads.com parenting parenting to get your code for 15% off your order because great parenting deserves a great home. Home threads, love where you live. To me, there is nothing more important than my family's health and well-being. We all know the quality of the air in our home is important, but did you know indoor air quality can be up to a hundred times dirtier than outdoor air? I've got to tell you about Puro Air. In 30 minutes, this device will remove allergens, dust, smoke, dander, and gases from the room. Puro Air uses a stronger filter called a HEPA-14 that filters pollutants at a microscopic level and is backed by scientists from Harvard and MIT. In laboratory studies, users saw noticeably cleaner air in just 30 minutes. When it comes to babies and children, there's nothing worse than dealing with a cranky baby or child who can't sleep because of congestion. Air purifiers can help reduce congestion and improve immune system function to fight those winter colds and flus. I use my Puro Air purifiers to clean the air in my home, especially in our bedrooms while we sleep. It has a quiet, relaxing hum and cleans the air from pet dander, allergens, viruses, dust, mold, odors, and contaminants. It has four levels, low, medium, high, and sleep and four different timer options so you can customize it to your home and your needs. Check out Puro Air at getpuroair.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Puro Air is the only air filter that uses a HEPA-14 filter. That's getpuroair.com. Praise robs the child of ownership of achievement. I'm proud of you for getting an A. Think recognizing ownership. You worked hard on your spelling words and it shows. Praise encourages change for others, which builds extrinsic motivators. If you work harder, you can get an A next time, right? We're pushing for that A. It's okay to push for the work harder, but try to back off of the A. We want to encourage change for self, which builds intrinsic motivation. How do you think you did? What would you do differently next time? Praise focuses on the external, the outcome. Your letters look perfect. Think focusing on the process or effort. You have been working hard on practicing your letters. They are looking better every week. Praise teaches what to think. Your room is very messy. We want to teach our kids how to think. What do you think of your room? How can you work on that? In our home, I have our oldest use a rating system, which I started with him when he was five. 
On a scale of one to five, how clean is your room? One being super clean and five being super messy. What would you clean up first? What next? What else needs cleaned up? Then I have him clean, letting him know I'm available to help if he needs it. Once he's done, I ask again, how clean is your room? He invariably rates it cleaner than I would, so I coach. What's left on the floor? Are all the clothes put away? Is your bed made? After he answers the questions, I ask again, so how clean would you rate your room? Usually, I then get a more realistic answer, but this teaches him how to realistically evaluate his own work or his own efforts. Praise values conformity. You did it right. Think of valuing comprehension. You figured it out. Praise teaches reliance on others. Your room is so clean, right? Because they're looking for that approval, that pat on the back. Encouragement teaches self-reliance. I'm sure you can handle cleaning your room. So for our questions this week, Mary from Ohio sent in a question. I see that you're discussing the negatives of praise this week. I've heard about how we're supposed to avoid praise before, but honestly, it seems a bit ridiculous to me. So I've been wanting to ask someone ever since I heard about this. Isn't it okay to just say good job or I'm proud of you sometimes? I love this question, Mary, and I'm so glad you asked it. You're right. It does sound a little ridiculous when you first hear it. Hopefully after you heard my explanation and all the examples, it makes more sense now. But basically, we just don't want to be going around saying how amazing and awesome our kids are all day long. It not only has the negatives I mentioned, but it plays into the entitlement issue that has become common, that inflated self-esteem. I'm awesome and I don't have to do anything for it. Where's my sticker for showing up? But you're right on that it is okay to say good job or I'm proud of you every so often. If their artwork or science project or sports performance is especially incredible, say so. But save it for those times when your child has really gone above and beyond. If you can remember to describe the effort first before the praise, such as, you worked so hard to learn how to do a flip turn, I'm so proud of you, that would be better. But even without the description, a few good jobs and I'm proud of you sprinkled here and there are just fine. Our next question is from Brenda in North Carolina. My kids' dance school offers all kinds of incentives around performance, stickers, ribbons, etc. I've heard it's not a good idea to reward kids with sticker charts and that kind of thing. What is your opinion on this? Brenda, I'm so glad you asked this question. These types of incentives are everywhere, from extracurricular activities to school, and even some therapists and child behaviorists will recommend parents use them at home. But incentives like sticker charts and other reward systems do the exact same thing as praise. They teach kids to do for the reward rather than for the joy in learning and accomplishing. They perpetuate the reliance on the external. Do for the sticker, for the ribbon, for the good job, rather than for the learning a new skill and getting better. My kids' gymnastics school does the exact same thing, and frankly, it drives me bananas because I then see my kids on the days they don't get a ribbon getting upset. But I also don't feel like it's my place to say anything. It's a big school. I don't know the owner. So I just put up with it, and hopefully through sharing this information. And I do see many other child development experts sharing the same thing. Hopefully the word will start to get out there, 
and things will start to change. And there's a great article in The Atlantic that just came out a few weeks ago that I posted to our Facebook page that talked about just this thing. So we'll keep doing the good work and eventually this practice will start to dissipate. I don't use it at home. I use encouragement and teach my kids to self-evaluate, to think for self, and guide them in growing internal motivation. So that should far outweigh any damage being done once a week in a class or even what they do sometimes at school. In our next episode, I'll be discussing a topic near and dear to my heart. Well, who am I kidding? Most of these topics are near and dear to my heart, but I spent a lot of time researching this topic in graduate school, so I have a lot to share about it. And that is kids and media. In the next episode in particular, I will be discussing the recommended media guidelines for kids by age. If you would like to submit a question for that episode or other future episodes, you can send an email to podcast at yourvillageonline.com. You can also see what topics we have coming up by visiting our podcast page on our site, yourvillageonline.com slash podcast. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in today, and I look forward to seeing you next time.